Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Unpack That. I am Cal, and I am one of your co-hosts, and I am also here with Cheval, who is my best friend. Hi, I'm here. I exist uh, occasionally. What's up? Sometimes. <laughs> but um, Sometimes, we are... I feel like it. <laughs> we are a podcast that focuses on um, critically analyzing media and breaking stuff down to talk about some of the more... Uh, problematic, if you will, aspects of it while still acknowledging that it's a good piece of media overall. Um, of course. Great. But we we decided in our infinite wisdom to start this off with Berserk. So we are in the middle of, or at the end of the intro, and we're about to start yes. the Golden Age arc, if you guys are um, looking for kind of a where we're at <laughs> with this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you jumped in, you know, I just like, picked a random episode. But yeah, no, we're... We are at the very end of the... I guess we're going to call this the heretic arc, I guess. Yeah. Um, or I think that's my, that might be what it's like unofficially called. But uh, yeah, uh, Guts is like almost dead the last time we saw him again. And I'm pretty sure that... How did this last chapter end? Because I know the God Hand was just talking their shit for like the entire chapter. Um, and then they told were... uh, the story. Yeah, they were like talking their shit and traumatizing Teresa and stuff. And then... Um... Oh, what happened? Um, oh, yeah, Guts is, like, busted <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. And he's trying to get... Everything is broken. Yeah. And he's trying to get Puck to come, like, heal him for a second so he can, like, grab his sword, at least. There's yeah. much it's happening. A, it's like a theater... It's like a show is happening. Like, they showed a... This is your life, like a TV special for the count of him, mur- you know, murdering his wife after she had a satanic orgy that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and P- Puck and Guts, weirdly enough, the main characters are kind of like <laughs> the observers. So they're kind of like just chilling, watching this whole thing. And that, like my favorite part of that is like Guts being like, hey, hey, stupid bug. Hey, they're not paying attention to us. Can you heal me? Like, <laughs> they're doing their own thing right now. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> He's like, we gotta be strategic yeah. about this, and Puck's like, huh? Um, huh? But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we took we took a couple weeks off. Uh, yes. Both of us. Well, honestly, we had one week where we didn't record because it was just a lot to to deal with, guys. Listen, it's berserk. It's um, life happening mid pandemic when people are telling everybody conflicting information and yeah. it's just a sad time people so sick in the uh, family just lots of stuff happening yes depression yes that one's always mm-hmm. that's persistent you but, know about you that know. one classics yeah <laughs> so last <laughs> everybody week remembers we, good old depression <laughs> yeah last week we took off to kind of chill for a second and um just kind of regrouping we did some podcast stuff still um Cheval woke my mm-hmm. ass and strive some you know good things um but the usual yeah the week before Cheval was being cool in seattle so yeah that, that was as well. it was fun it was C- seattle was really cool um we we ended up going because uh so before we knew, before COVID was happening, right? Or like rather before it came to the States in like a terrible way, um, we had bought tickets to go to a wedding that was in, I think it was going to be in uh, Italy at first. We didn't buy the tickets then because we were like, fuck that. And then they moved it to Mexico because COVID started happening. And then we were like, that's not going to happen. We'll buy the tickets anyway. And then 
it didn't happen, obviously, because nobody could have left the States back then. So then we used this, these credits from like a year ago to go to Seattle because we were like, listen, um, we're going to go to the Airbnb, go do things that we can legally do in Seattle, and then go back home. And that's what we did. It was, it was a fun time. I'm just glad that I got to get the fuck out of Texas for a second because Texas is ass um, yeah. in certain ways as much as I do love a lot of parts of it. Yeah. Um, it's a love-hate relationship yeah. with Texas yeah. for sure. It's it's all fun yeah, and games until sure. someone who's not from Texas makes fun of Texas, and then it's like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Literally, <laughs> oh, all y'all are stupid and racist. Wait a second. Now I know for a fact that there's a lot of stupid <laughs> racist people here, but many of us are not. Okay, <laughs> some of us, some of us are just trying to live, and we're nice people who like country yeah. music. So it's like le- let's, leave us alone. Um, let's remember that. <laughs> Those minorities that you say that you want to uplift, we, we live down here yeah. too, <laughs> you know. They live here, yeah. All those, all lot those of gay us. people and black people y'all pretend to care about, yeah. They they yeah, live here as well. They're here, disabled people. <laughs> disabled people, here. yeah. Um, old people, they're down here, you know. Like there's a bunch of people down here. It's not. We're not old fucking Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott. Oh, just Christ. just want to put that out there. It, it it's it's worth remembering sometimes. Yeah, but, okay, but yeah, um, Seattle, was, political, but. Seattle was nice because, <laughs> no, no, to get heavily political, because I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> how many Trump signs I didn't see, which was yeah. great when I was in Seattle. So that was a lot of like signs about help the, <laughs> what? No, I need to hear You didn't this like have Trump, uh, like bumper stickers on trucks and then like have QAnon uh, ones right next to them and you're like, yeah. Oh, Cool. <laughs> Eight months after the election, yeah, yeah. uh huh, yeah. It's um, which reminds me, um, I showed Cal some of these videos. I think the last time he visited me. But if you're looking for something to gauge about how insane people are going right now, there's a channel called Channel Five News on YouTube. They had to change their name because the creator, um, basically whoever he had his brand deal with before, like stole all his shit from him. So he like had oh, to restart fun. the channel. It used to be called All Gas No Breaks. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy Andrew um, from All Gas No Breaks, he had That's to restart so all his stuff. Sad. He's still just as popular because he told everybody. Right. Yeah. So apparently, the pa- the place that like gave him some of the equipment and like helped him get his road trip started, they like ousted him out of his contract and kept the brand basically, and we're oh trying to like monetize it and do weird stuff he didn't want to do. So yeah, he he can't use that naming anymore. So now he goes by Channel Five News. So he's he's put out some amazing videos since he rebranded. Um it's been very consistent. So I would heavily recommend that. But he went to a Q conference in Dallas. Oh god. And um I was like scared shitless because I was watching it with Haley and I was like, my mom literally works at the building across the street from where they were having the QAnon conference. And like my mom's been working from home but at the same time, I'm like, that's still scary as hell that the Omni Hotel is just like, yeah, QAnon conference. And then a bunch of politicians are coming through to speak. And when they when Andrew asked them about them, about why they're there, they're like, oh, I don't know what Q is. I have no idea what that is. That's just the thing. I have no idea what Q is, but I'm oh here to speak God. to these people at a QAnon conference. So, um, yeah, uh, if you want, like... <laughs> Like, let's say you're, like, caught up on how terrible things are right now, but you just, like, want to see, like, it in real life, um, but, like, with some comedic editing to it, because it's not, like, dark, right? It's not, like, Vice or something like that, where it's, like, you're watching it, and you're, like, oh, this is just bad. Like, there's some comedy to it in a terrible way. Um, yeah, go watch Channel 5 News. It's it's really uh, 
not eye-opening. If I guess it's just like revealing, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's what's been. Ha- yeah, that's what happened to that guy though. He got fucked over, and then he had to start over. But yeah, and that sucks. I I hate when businesses do that when they're like, oh yeah, like we'll help you out, and you're like, oh cool, and then they're like, fuck your contract, <laughs> fuck you. This is ours now, and you're like, uh, oh, but but I made it, and they're like, we don't care, and you're like, okay, <laughs> we don't care, dude. It it happens with so many things, and then like people are like, oh, why did this thing change? Yeah, because this corporation bought it, and then they kind of just said, screw you. Um, like it's what that happens to so many IPs over time. Like I remember what happened to Boondocks when they started making <laughs> Boondocks cartoons without the original creator, and people were like, this is bad, and it was like, yeah, because. They they gutted it to yeah. death. Like I didn't know it's, that. It's so weird. Yeah, after like the first two seasons, if I'm not mistaken, three, um, the original creator left, and the show got like way worse. Like people don't even like really recognize any season after three. It's kind of like, excuse me. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like how people are like, yeah, there's only Marvel vs. Capcom one through three. There's not a single one after that. We don't know what happened after that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's, yeah, I I think a lot about, like, with Bill Watterson and stuff, how, like, he was basically like, I'm not going to sell you mm-hmm. anything, I'm not going to do anything, I'm going to live my life, and you're going to leave me the fuck alone, basically, <laughs> when he stopped right. doing Calvin right. and Hobbes. And, like, I respect that <laughs> a lot. Um, it right. sucks that, like, his work is still being, like, monetized for other people, but, like... At least we know mm. there's not, like, a Disney movie that's going to come out about it until, like, Price. infinite years in the future when, like, the imminent domain is up or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, all that stuff is kind of funky, you know? And I, and I, there's this weird, like, trend now where we're taking things that didn't happen that long ago and turning them into movies. Like, yeah. even more so than before. Yeah. Like, okay, like Dr. Death, right? Like, that podcast came out a couple years ago. Good podcast. Really, I thought, thought it was well told. Mm-hmm. And then now they're making a TV show with fucking Alec Baldwin in it. And I'm like, okay. Alec uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but this weird thing where, like, we take real life people's stories and then monetize them and then, like, I am put sick actors of in it. them. I'm not. I'm 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 tired. Well, cause like it, it it's 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 happening like every like two months now. Yeah. Like it's not like a oh we got Mind Hunter and we got a bunch of guys impersonating serial killers for a TV show. It's like no, we get into a Mind Hunter like every like month. Like it's yeah. it's like like stop it. I don't I don't need this. Well, <laughs> it's not like it. you know like uh. I feel like there were a lot of like sports memoir movies in like the early two thousands and stuff, and like before that, you know oh, like. Yeah chariots of fire and like baseball shit and all that kind of stuff but like i feel Mm -hmm. like the stuff we get now is like because of i guess like you know social justice kind of coming to like the forefront of things they like to rewrite that especially and so we get all Mm -hmm. these things about like you know the alabama protests and stuff and they like love to tweak it a little bit so they're like this one police officer was really helpful and it's (laughs) like i doubt that sincerely but okay um like okay sure yeah i just it it's weird because it's like we went from like talking about babe ruth 
to like glorify like glorifying other things and like film has always been pop propaganda like it's yeah. the, the army has always been involved in like war films and things like that too so shit, shit they, like they that have a contract with marvel like exactly currently. exactly sorry <laughs> to marvel fans but uh your your shit is propaganda but, literally um, propaganda like uh, yeah, we could talk about yeah. that all day. But. Yeah, we can. We'll we'll save that for another intro. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just there's so much, there's so many ways that like the government is involved with that process and like clearing stuff, and that's why it's so fucking racist and weird when people are like, "Well, at least we're not like China," and I'm like, "We oh, are God. like China. <laughs> we're just like China." It's oh no, the they have the social thing. credit. They have the social score in China. We would never do something like that in America. Credit score, like it's <coughs> it, it's it's almost incredible. Yeah. Like the cognitive dissonance people have yeah. with the China stuff. Like, sometimes I'm like, can you just tell me you're racist? Like, just... Yeah, I mean, it's all just xenophobia, right? <laughs> yes, that's that's all... It's literally xenophobia. It's, like, the other, right? And it's like... Yeah. Okay, but you're talking about them working their workers to death. Um, yeah. Newsflash. <laughs> I... Yeah, people die on the job in the U.S. all the time. It's well, not I mean, like, we literally that's a just thing that only happens whole... in those other countries. Right, we literally just had the whole, like, Frito-Lay thing, too, and so, like... Yes! That literally just happened, like, early, when we were recording, like, earlier this past week, and that was important, and, like, there's a lot of other unions that are trying for stuff right now. I know DoorDash did their first strike, I know Amazon yeah. is, like, continuing to They're do They're striking strikes. all the time. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, I've gotten so many more targeted ads from Amazon recently where they, like, have an actor be like, I make 15 an hour and this is the most I've ever been paid at any job and I'm so yeah. lucky to work for Amazon and I'm just like, man, y'all are not even being subtle anymore. This is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's this is so fucking gross. So nasty. It's this fake... Or, like, the fucking CIA commercials where they're like, oh my God. I'm a... Um, Non-binary, uh, neurodivergent, autistic, lat, lat, tink stinks, uh, something. And I work for the CIA and I bombed your country. Like, I, I don't care. Like, no, we can't. No, stop it. It's like those memes <laughs> about, like, do it anymore. like, when Hillary was running, when it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a girl boss bomb Iran instead of, like, an old crusty white man or something, you know? And yeah, like, we get old crusty white lady instead of old crusty white man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, they're still going to, you know, like, bomb innocent people and like news came out i think there was like a whistleblower a little while back who revealed that like i think it was like 80 or 90 percent of like drone strikes affect innocent people and don't actually hit like you know what they saying what they're saying they hit which like yes duh, duh. um but <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's just there's so many things going on right now and this is a really heavy opening, but, you know, there's a lot of heavy stuff going on right now, and it's just, like... Yeah, it's, it, it's a year, man. Yeah, it's a, a, a it's Two like, years. We're only, like, just over halfway through. I guess we're, like... I guess we're more than that now. A, li a little more than that. It's August. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. August. Oh, it's not even July anymore. Oh, God. Yeah, we're, like, three fourths uh... done. Um, <laughs> and people still can't get their shit together. Uh, yeah. 
just in general. I'm not even talking about individuals. Uh, I'm t- I'm tired of blaming individual people for some of this shit. I'm like, yeah. nah, bro. No, and like, <laughs> don't start this what... infighting with me. Like, right. don't do that. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's what happens with the vaccine stuff too, right? People are like, well, I like did my part, so I get to do whatever I want, and I'm like, your part's not yeah. over yet, <laughs> dipshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's yeah, part yeah, is over you yet. Your part, you know done. that. Exactly. You'd know that that wasn't fucking true if you were actually doing your part. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want anybody who even touched Lollapalooza to, like, say shit about doing your part for COVID. Like, yeah, dude. Like, it's not, it's not even, like, an argument thing, right? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, no, we had simple instructions. Yes, I understand the government changes it every day and all that stuff like that, right? Like, it, I, I'm not agreeing with them either. I feel like they're fucking a lot of this shit up. Yeah. But, like, the people being uppity i mean at first it was the mass thing now it's like the vaccine thing and not accounting for how it affects certain people who right. not the people lying i'm not talking about you know the crazy no, no, people no, no, we no, see no, in you. facebook videos screaming at people yeah yeah like it's just like the way people have like started talking to each other now like not even just online i'm like wow this is uh this is what? a lot of like a lot of individualism and like yes. focusing on wow i'm better than you you need to do what I, what I did and it's like but you're not even doing the right thing so why are you yeah <laughs> why are you up my ass like i don't get it you know it's it's just the, it's just a weird time but you know yeah. it's just it, it's, i don't know it's, it's weird because i feel like people are like you said like falling back into the same thing that they did at the start of the pandemic where they're like well if you're sick you should just stay at home or like if you can't wear a mask then just stay at home or whatever and like yeah that does like affect people who are being stupid about it like in texas you know there's a lot of people here who are unvaccinated who could be vaccinated and like Mm -hmm. you know all this other stuff they don't have a real excuse exactly and like that you know is hard but like my, you know, my partner is vaccinated, but they are immunocompromised, and, like, yep. it uh, apparently does not affect them as much as it affects people who are not immunocompromised, you know? Like, it, exactly. like, has a lower rate of success in, like, preventing it. And especially with Delta coming out, um, my, again, my you partner... You could just drop... Yeah, one of my partner's cousins uh, caught it. And he's not immunocompromised, Ugh. and he has asthma, so his mom's really worried about it and stuff. But, like, mm. there's, like, people I know who are, like, getting Delta because they're not wearing their mask. And it's, like, uh. it's just scary, and it's not fun, and, like, it's just thing after thing. And so to see people being, like, I guess very, like, casual about it and pretending, like, stuff is over, it kind of in some ways reminds me of last summer when, like, the protests were dying down and people were like, okay, it's yes. normal now. And I'm like, no, it's not normal. Nothing is it's normal. It's not normal. We, it... we're in a huge time of unrest, and the best thing you can do is help in whatever way you can, you know? So. Let's, Let's rock. Rock. Rock, rock, rock. Always. Um, yeah, so, Berserk. Berserk. We are on Chapter 8. Good transition. Um, if you're um. on, if, <laughs> if you're on the, if you're on the, uh, the online version, that is definitely legal. I think readberserk.com. We're on chapter H zero. I don't know why they named these like this, um, but yeah, uh, like we said at the beginning, last we left off, guts is uh, asking Puck to heal him. But then we get this cool flashback at the beginning um, of 
the sexiest man alive, uh, yes. according to everybody who hasn't watched an anime past 1999. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. Right, See- so... No, we'll get to yeah. it later. We'll get to it later. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, so yeah, we, we, we open this chapter. It's another chapter, but we're obviously not in the same place. It's a battlefield, a bunch of dead dudes on the ground. And um, we see a younger Guts getting helped up by this long, white-haired dude. And not a lot... Of, it doesn't a lot of what they're talking about in the reading matter that much. I mean, all he's really talking about is why he's like destined to be the shit right yeah and he's like (laughs) i want to be at the top because you can do whatever and also i'm fated to be like the ruler of everything and i want to know what i'm capable of and like he gives this very long speech that's basically like i want to be really strong and rich and important and like um (laughs) you know things that don't matter to us as much but they're like very important to him yeah. and it's very obvious he's a, he's a grinder like, he's a hustler yeah yeah <laughs> it's very obvious that he and guts have like a bond of some sort um yeah but uh in the last panel of that little flashback um we see femto's face like in the background next to yeah. uh this guy who is Griffith? Um, right. But it's like kind of a stark difference in some ways. Um, I feel like later he does a lot better at like showing the disparity between the two. But yeah, it's 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 a cool it's a cool intro scene, but mostly because it is like the first time we've seen you know guts with both his eyes, both his mm-hmm. arms and stuff. Um, he seen... you can tell it's a different time. Yeah, and we haven't. Yeah, I know. His sword's a lot smaller, too. And But yeah, the, the biggest thing we get out of this is that, you know, because earlier we saw Guts yell at him, Griffith, but yeah, it's this is the reveal that it's like, yeah, Guts knew this guy beforehand. So we'll get into that probably eventually. Um, but yeah, no, so I really like this little section, um, mm-hmm. mostly because I didn't think that they would go ahead and introduce that like right. that, I thought that they would just kind of wait until Golden Age and then make the reveal then. But, um, yeah, it was mostly because I didn't think that they would just put it out there like that. I thought they would be like, eh, you'll figure it out in, like, 30 chapters. <laughs> right. Kind of like, ooh, who yeah. is this guy? Guess you'll find out later. No, I feel like he was like, no, yeah, this is a dude. And, like, I feel like that kind of, like, helps make stuff more impactful through the rest of this chapter because, like, you think back to this intro part where, like, Griffith is literally, like, helping Guts up out of, like, a bunch of corpses. A pile of bodies, yeah. And, like, he's, you know, obviously ambitious but still has, like, some kind of empathy there and still, like, Mm -hmm. cares about Guts because, like, uh, the last thing he says before we go back to the present time is he says you're the first person I've ever spoken to like this and like so it's it's kind of like he's entrusting him this is also like a manipulation tactic but um yes yes and that's kind of their relationship as a whole like it is very strong but there's a lot of unhealthy elements to it. And we will talk yeah. about that at length uh, when we get to the next arc, because yes. we are about to get to the Golden Age. And I am dreading it, but I'm also very excited to talk about right. a lot of stuff. I'm not excited to talk about a lot of stuff, but I'm very excited for some things. Um, no, for sure. And 
and like and just for people are are like not confused um so like the golden age is technically like a few separate chapters but it's overall a gigantic arc of berserk mm-hmm. right like so we'll we'll get to the end of the section called the golden age but the golden age is in there it's like this whole yeah. other section before another big event happens but but yeah um i have a lot of thoughts about griffith because he does we'll see a lot more of him in the golden age he's mm-hmm. uh you see him pretty soon into it but yeah we kind of get a glimpse at his character design he draws him differently after this which i thought was funny because yeah he doesn't look exactly the same. He looks even more feminine when he draws him later. But yeah, um, for people who don't know, Griffith is like drawn very soft and all that yeah. shit. But yeah, he's a uh, very much anime pretty boy, long flowing white hair. Like if you have read like uh, this is what I always think of. If you've read oh god. Uh, Lady of Versailles, I think that's what it's called. Um, it's like yes. an old shoujo. Um, and there's uh, one of the main characters in that has a very, like, princely yeah, kind of look to yeah. her. And Griffith reminds me a lot of that kind of, like... Like the um, like the female review, kind of like I'm the prince character. That's what he looks like a yeah. lot. Yeah, okay. No, that's a good... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comparison yeah he's he's very um moe i guess if you could <laughs> uh, i guess yeah <laughs> he's got in this shot no, especially he's, he's, he's got a very tiny face i guess you could say that. yes very small 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 face man also i'm looking at him in the anime and i don't know if it's just like i don't know sometimes anime art styles don't translate as well to me but anyway um yeah, so we, we get that little glimpse at Griffith. So then we go back to uh, theater time with the God Hand, where, you know, they, they put away their gigantic TV screen. And uh, this first panel back, we get another ass shot of the only female member of the God Hand again. So that's... that's I mean... That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> she's just out there. You know, I didn't even notice because um, Brain yeah. Dude is, like, taking up most Poochie of the breathing. screen. Here, but yeah, her yes, her, she got both ass cheeks out. It's, it's just a party okay, she in just here. Feeling the wind in this void, yeah. Um, so right, so the last time we left off, they were trying to uh, officially sacrifice the count's daughter because he asked for help because uh, his blood mixed with the behalet, which is used to call the god hand. Um, mm-hmm. If you want a better explanation of all that stuff, listen to the previous episodes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> much better one. Finally, Puck catches on. Yeah, no, m- much, much better explanation for what's going on with the sacrificing. So, um, basically, Guts is like, hey, uh, help me or she's going to get branded, like, quick. Do you, What the fuck do you think is going to happen, Puck? So, they're having a little side conversation, and in the middle of this, Guts has a moment where he's like, Griffith is literally, or Femto, rather, is literally paying no attention to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's not. Uh, Griffith is kind of just, like, enjoying the show. He's He's been standing in the same spot pretty much ever since he force-pushed. <laughs> yeah, Guts um, through a wall, Guts basically. last chapter. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, so... I really love the line that... <laughs> Uh, Gut says, like, he thinks it, I guess, when he's, like, looking up at him, where he's like, this petty existence is beneath your notice. And I was just like, oh, that's so mm-hmm. poignant. It's very good. 
I love yes. it. It's just a good shot Sub with it, guts. too. Because he's, like, exactly. all fucked up in that panel. And just, like... Uh, I... Emotions. Um, I, I really like this ending a lot, and we will talk more about it, but I mm-hmm. there's just a lot of very good elements to this. But yeah, Griffith is just like, I don't fucking care. Um, he's focused on everything going on with Teresa right now. Yeah, it's it's like he's just on like on like a business call. Like they got called out <laughs> yeah. and even though he saw he like saw somebody he has like a former bond with and he's like, Oh hey, what's up? <laughs> and then just looks the other way. It's like it's, it's it's really fucked up. It's like if he's up in his apartment like on a Zoom call and he sees a guy get hit by a car like down in the street and he's just like, damn that's crazy and like goes back to his Zoom call. Right. He's like, oh, wait, hey, sorry, I had to mute myself for a second. My bad, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> so so basically the Count is, is pussing out. He's he's like, um, I'm, I don't want to sacrifice Teresa. And at that moment, uh, wait a second. What the fuck is happening here? Oh, yeah, Sorry. the void starts swirling. Okay, I was confused. <laughs> oh, yes. So, um, right. So because the Count is taking so long... The God Hand is like, hey, so if you don't, like, hurry up and make a decision, hell will take you, right? So we get this amazing wide shot of basically the void they've been transported to, right? Or rather, like, that's the thing. I don't don't understand exactly what's going on. Because right now, the, the castle that they're in is, like, in this, like, wormhole to everybody outside of it. But to them, they're in, like, this, like, nightmarish, like, hell... Like, it's based like, plane it, of existence or some shit like that. Yeah, it's like the river sticks on steroids. There's, like, all these ghosts, there you go. like, flowing around, and there's all these faces. Um, I really think he just wanted to see how many different faces he could draw in, like, three panels on some of these. Yes. But, like, it's a really vast space. Like, you get a... Like, the wide panel shot's amazing, because you have, like, the M.C. Escher shit going on, and then, like, this mm-hmm. almost, like, impressionist void in the background, and it's a really nice contrast. Yeah. It's really pretty looking. Um, but it's everyone is cool. so tiny compared to it, because they're above it, and you're, like, looking down at just this, like, endless expanse of, like, souls that are suffering. It's it's very good. Um, but... Super good. I love this. I love, I love this section. Also. Yeah, I love when he like incorporates his like spirit art style into stuff because like it gets like really like watercolory or like chalky almost, and like it's it's not yeah. just pens or whatever. Like he's using some kind of paint, and it's really it's really pretty. It's a really good view. Um, Guts, however, does not think it's pretty. He's scared shitless. Um, yeah, <laughs> as one would be. <laughs> He's like, I ain't never seen no shit like that before. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. And then Femto tells us we're literally in hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, He's so, like, yeah, this it's, is hell. It's hell. We're looking at hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, so, yeah, I really love how it's not, like, the standard anime background where it is just, like, fire or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, you know, swirling-ass souls. But right. um, a lot of what we were talking about last chapter is happening again, like, they're talking like they're gods, basically. Um, all of the members of the God Hand. Uh, oh, they said Dark Souls. They said it. They said it. <laughs> oh my God. They said it. Like <laughs> a drop of water, thing. you'll simply dissolve, becoming no more than another swell in an ocean of. 
<laughs> they fucking said it. Um, so yeah, like the whole reason this is happening is because he's taking way too long to uh, decide whether or not he's going to sacrifice his daughter. And um, the demons are kind of explaining to him, like, yeah, if you get caught up with the demon, that's what's going to happen to you. So if you don't sacrifice yourself, you're going into that void. Um, meanwhile, Puck has not healed Guts yet because he is freaking no. the fuck out since he can feel everything. Um, and he's probably feeling all the emotions of all the souls that are, like, been screaming for the past, you know, God knows how long. Yeah. So, um... We do also get, um, a little bit of lore here and backstory because the, um, hot lady demon is basically, like, the, like, going to hell is the fate of people who get caught up with Mm -hmm. demon kind. And Puck's like, wait shit and like looks at guts and guts is yeah. like i don't want to think about it <laughs> i don't want to think about it don't want to yeah. look at it <laughs> you know like he's not having a good time and like and he can't like move either so he's kind of like forced to watch all yeah of shit. yeah, yeah like his body's yeah. broken <laughs> you know and i'm just like man like i relate to the idea of being like yeah, I'm I'm going to hell and being kind of, like, terrified of that concept. But, like, yeah. I think if I, like, actually saw it in front of me, I would be like, oh. Oh, okay. no. I'm going to turn my brain off and have a panic attack now. And he is definitely in that mode. So. Oh, my God. No, I, I can fully, I can fully see that. Because, yeah, it's like he, like, it's almost like he's, like, you know reliving something or something like that he's like yeah i knew about this already but i didn't know it was that fucking bad kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah so that's a little bit of lore so yeah this is kind of like the fate that guts it has to look forward to if he dies right is literal hell um so the count's still biding his time he's bullshitting and we get literally several very well-drawn panels of the god hand basically going like do it pussy do it sacrifice your daughter do it <laughs> And um, one more great shot of the brain guy, by the way. There's a great, like, bird panel of him just, you know, yeah. vibing out with his eyes showed shut. Um, uh, Count dude uh, does not want to do it, but, like... And, like, the mark... They have, like, the mark of sacrifice, like, burning in the air, almost. Like, a physical symbol. And it's been, like, creeping mm. closer to Teresa and, like, backing her up to, like, this infinite void edge where you can see, like, all mm. the way down. Not all the way down. You can't even see the bottom of it. Um, and so she's, you know, literally, like, backed into a corner. And the Count's, like, <laughs> bleeding out on the ground, like, what's left of him. Mm-hmm. And... There, I really, like, thought he was going to sacrifice her, like, after oh, yeah. this one page, because it's it's really well drawn, first of all, um, the way it's paced, yes. but, like, he's basically like, is this how I die, like, getting carved up and to be sucked into that vortex, and he's like, I don't want to die, and you see, like, Teresa, like, reflected in his eye while he's crying, and it's it's horrible looking, but it's really good looking also. Very amazing panel, honestly. Yeah. Oh god. Both both of them are really good. And then, you know, we get another shot of Teresa looking like very shoujo princess moment. Um <laughs> Princess moment, yeah. Yeah. And then um 
he can't do it. And I was honestly shocked the first time I read this. I really thought he was going to. I was like, Yeah, I thought she was gone. Motherfucker. I was like, I I really thought he was going to this whole time because I don't trust him. But I also don't like think he's I wanna clarify, I don't think he's a good person still. Like no, he still no. killed like That's the bare minimum people. And like it is almost kind of selfish in a way because it's like his daughter. And, like, yes. he's like, well, at least, like, she'll live if, even if I don't live or whatever. That's kind of... Yeah, it's like that shitty thing, thing parents do where they're yeah. like, you're a part of me. It's like, okay, thanks. Right, cause, I thought I was an individual. Right. Because, like, you see the family picture, too. And you could take that of, as, like, oh, he's, like, remembering his family. To me, it's more of, like, a, will never have that again, so I might as well continue on somehow, you know, through her. Yeah. But that's a very cynical interpretation, and that may or may not be what the uh, what Mira intended. But that's kind of how I took it. Um, Right? No, because I I did take it the other way. Like you know, he was saying he didn't want to die, but then seeing her, he was like, okay, well, whatever. I guess this is my time to go. Yeah, but it could be that. It's like in my head is still the bare minimum. Like right. (laughs) <laughs> like you had to you had to become a demon murder your wife murder thousands of other people and then almost die again to be faced with the only like okay thing you ever did right so yeah. so yeah no i could with... i could definitely see it the other way though of like my my legacy no or whatever the fuck well i think like the way he like tried to preserve teresa to kind of like colored my thinking on it because like you know he kept Uh, her in there for like seven years you know and he's like you can't come out until like everything's like pure and good enough for you basically you know because like you're too pure for this world kind of thing so i guess in a way it's like you're too Mm -hmm. pure for this death but like it's still weird um it's weird no matter how you slice it and it's still like i mean you had no problem killing everyone else, but I guess you didn't kill your Literally. like nine year old daughter, so good job. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, so <laughs> cool boss man is like, well, uh, until you go, <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, it, this is the sickest part in this whole chapter, yeah, it looks so good. Um, you want to describe it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So from that from that hellish void that we got in the back, um, not the MC Escher part, but the big ass impressionist painting, it becomes a big ass like tentacle slash um, uh, m- void made out of souls and like dead people, and it comes to claim the count and like it doesn't just grab him; it like absorbs him into their being. And as it gets closer, you see like you know more body parts, like more actual hands and like people grabbing and like reaching towards and like even before he gets grabbed like his body starts like getting like sucked and like morphed into the mass right it's really well done because it doesn't just come up and like like it could have easily done something where it was like a fire that like burned him up or like he come he comes and like gets like ate up by something but as he's getting dragged into hell because it's basically what's happening to him um oh wait puck says that to you um, oh yeah, he's like, oh, they're dragging him. Yeah, he's like, they're dragging him down to hell. Um, also, just a quick thing, I noticed the de- the curse mark in front of Teresa is also gone, which is a nice yes. little detail. Um, 
but as he's getting grabbed, one of the people grabbing him is uh, the old man from the chapter before. Uh, Vargas. Ah, shit, what was his name? Vargas. Vargas, the the um, doctor man who was tortured and you know had his family eaten by the count. He's one of the people who's like grabbing him, basically. So as the count's getting sucked into the mass, he reverts back to his um, former like human self, and he's naked and like vulnerable and all that shit. But yeah, he gets dragged away. They're like morphing into him. Like there's a good mm-hmm. panel where he's like yelling at Teresa, like basically trying to say goodbye. And you can see um, Vargas and a couple of, of the other people like in the mass or like their fingers and stuff are like turning into veins on his body. And stuff. like they're like sucking him in. So yeah, afterwards he like reaches towards Teresa. He like tries to say bye to her one last time, but then nope, he gets sucked the fuck into the void. Never to be seen again. And, you know, Mira did a lot of cool stuff with this section. He kind of blended a lot of his different art styles that he does. The, fir- the first, like, panel we get of the mask, like, coming out of the portal, he uses that black wash style that he likes to use a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, ink wash style. You're the artist. You tell me when I get stuff wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, this this whole section is really fucking dope. Because I didn't expect that to happen, right? I didn't expect literally a guy we saw one chapter before. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey! <laughs> like, yo, what's up? You back! What's Vargas? Up? And even... And, and the fucked up thing is that it's Guts who recognizes him, too. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, reader, you can see it's him. It's like... Guts is like, oh. Guts, the guy who... Yeah, he he watched him die like earlier that day. He's like, "Uh, oh, that's that's him." Uh, <laughs> fuck, and it's and it's cool because the whole time they're pulling him into hell, uh, Vargas is like kind of highlighted the whole time, like "Gotcha, bitch!" Like he's so happy yes. the entire time. It's like he's like, "Fuck yeah, finally." He's like, "You avenged me, and now I'm going to torture the shit out of this guy." Um, I wanted to say <laughs> the. Things sucking him in kind of look like uh, the little dudes in Bloodborne who like pop up at the lanterns. Oh my God. Yes, the little. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The little. Yeah. Uh, they have a name. I, I they do, but, but we yeah. always call them little dudes, and so I have no idea what they're actually called. It's the little dudes. It's the it's little, little dudes. dudes. It, if you ask me, remember half the real names for shit in any of the Souls games? That's. That's not fair. Um, You're just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me things. I don't remember. There's, there's the big moon sword and uh, fire juice. That's all I know about Dark Souls. Um, uh, after, after my hundreds of hours playing Dark Souls, that's all I know. Uh, um, right, so the oh, count's gone. Yeah. He, he got ate the fuck up. Um, Teresa is reaching out for him as he's leaving, which is kind of fucked up because, you know, girl, he don't deserve that. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't give him. I your, was like, girl, no. Your pity. Yeah, don't. He was literally like about to sacrifice your ass, um, just like he did your mom. Yeah. So, who was just having a good time, for being honest. Anyway, um, <laughs> With like, your husband's out all day slaughtering legions of people. He ain't got time to sling dick. And then you invite the homies over. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> He should have expected it's, it. I it's an open relationship without him knowing about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's poly, it's it's a what was it? A solo polyamory. <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm solo and polyamorous. 
Slash. Slash. As all of this is happening, basically the the sacrificial like mass is like, well, we need to take something else too. And they start grabbing guts and um, trying to drag him into hell, basically. And while this is happening, Guts is like, oh shit, I'm getting dragged out. And he looks up just to see Femto not paying attention. Like, even in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Which is just another... After like reading as much of the Golden Age as I have, I'm like, wow, this is like actually heartbreaking because like <laughs> the guy yeah. who 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 did x y and z because i'm not going to spoil it for people who don't know mm-hmm. and like you have this great bond with him or whatever had this great bond with him is just like watching you get dragged into hell and like turns his back because like, i don't yeah. even think his back was turned i think he literally he literally turns his back as guts, guts is getting <laughs> yeah dragged away yeah he's like is, i don't care like come on man yeah um Ugh. but yeah no so gosh this chapter is long we're only about halfway through um yeah guts remembers he has his gun arm and he uh shoots the mass away they stop dragging him away uh no 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 sorry i can't fucking read he shoots at griffith yeah yeah no he's... because he's mad that griffith isn't paying attention to him. he's so fucking mad he's like man i will make you pay attention to me. I do like that about this whole, like, scene, like, yes. with them in the alternate dimension, is that, like, Griffith is like, man, I don't care about you, and Guts is like, I will make you care about me, like, mm-hmm. three times, and Griffith always falls for it. <laughs> He's always like, yes. I guess I'll pay attention to you for two seconds, you know? And it's just like, right. it's it's very good. Um, But yeah, he loads up his arm cannon, Somehow, with his broken hand, like, please remember his hand's still, like, broken as shit. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know how he did that. I don't either. Um, adrenaline, spite, probably spite. (laughs) Um, but he loads it up and he fires it at Griffith and, um, or Femto, and the recoil is so strong that it, like, (laughs) shakes the demons off of him. Yeah. And... (laughs) And Femto's this fucking like, medieval ass Civil War ass gun he got on his arm. God, this like entire cannon. Um, but Femto's like looking at it and watching it approach, and like it doesn't even hit him. Like it like splatters no. off his energy, but he still finally like makes eye contact with Guts as mm-hmm. he's leaving, and uh, I would be so mad in that moment he looks kind of pissed too honestly yeah. which means he guts got to him which good for you guts um yeah he beat his ass yeah. but but yeah it's like we get a last shot of like the god hand like fucking off and they're all kind of looking at him like another right, ass shot bye <laughs> another booty shot yeah god um you know what it looks like i don't know if you've seen this because you don't oh no um, do pins and stuff as much, but, like, a lot of tattoo artists do it, too, where, like, they'll have a heart, and then they'll have, like, someone's butt cheeks on the heart, and, like, fishnets or something. That's what it reminds me of. It's just the easy butt. It's the easiest butt you can draw. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it's so funny. Um, It's literally what it makes me feel every time I see it. He he, he definitely had a lot of fun drawing all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. 
because I just love when they're all on in a panel. It's just like it's just good. It, it just looks like he took the most time to put them in their specific places and put all that detail in there because they're usually like even these past several panels with the big mass coming out and grabbing the people and dragging them into hell um like if they're not there he doesn't really like put them in the panel because right. i don't know it's kind of cool to see that he's like oh if i'm gonna do this cool like rap uh, rap album cover of the god hand every time <laughs> i need to make it impactful right but um it's a good yeah, that last glance is really a lot yeah, great yeah. use of space by Mira. Yeah, no, right. I that last panel of guts looking too is like it's also very good because mm-hmm. I don't know when he looks pissed, it's always very good. There's always a lot of really yes. good dynamic stuff with it. But um, so there's a flash, and then the vortex over the city dissipates um, because the dimension is gone. And all the townspeople yeah. are like, "Huh? okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. They've all just been kind of watching from the streets and saw nothing that happened. So they're like, uh, all right, cool. They're like, um, that was weird. Uh, they all land, like, back in the real world. And Guts is like, man, what am I doing here? Like, he's, like, not... <laughs> mentally like readjusting very well at this moment um yeah. and teresa's here and there's like this shot that first panel's really good because it looks like she's almost at like because it's the throne room right so it looks almost like right. an altar that she's at and then like at the top is like her dad's like desiccated human corpse um yeah. and she's crying which i i would also cry um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It looks, the, the it panel, looks good, but it's hard. Yeah. The, yeah, the panel of... Yeah, because basically every dam- all the damage that happened to his monster part got translated to his body, and it's mm-hmm. really, like, graphic. But yeah, I, I like this panel a lot. But yeah. it's also very dark, because little girl seeing her dead dad. But Yeah, with his, like, guts coming out and... Yeah, his rib showing, guts coming out. Yeah, it's it's pretty graphic. Um, yeah, and they're yeah they're back in the throne room where this all started, and you know Puck tries to go check on her, and she's like, "Get the actual fuck away from me! Everything is a lie. This whole place is a lie." Um, yeah, which she's... I think is the appropriate reaction to learning the truth behind your mother's death and seeing demons in hell for the first time. Yeah. So, <laughs> And I think it all kind of hits her at once, too, because she's, like, after that, like, adrenaline burst and that, like, fight or flight mm-hmm. stuff, and now she's back, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. everything. And she's a kid, and she didn't ask for any of this. She shouldn't have been involved to begin with. But, uh. Yeah, yes, yeah, um, she literally did not deserve any of this shit. And, you know, she's saying that she'd rather go back to her room. She wants to be dead. Like, none of this is really worth it anymore. And then Guts comes over and, you know, being the guy who he is, now that he has, you know, 10% of his life back. He's really He's using his sword as a crutch. Just handles it really well. Because he he tosses a knife next to her and he goes, hey, just fucking do it. Kill yourself. Which, you know, probably my least favorite Guts moment so far. (laughs) Like, he's done a lot of fucked up shit so far, but I think when he did this, I was reading this, and I was like, man, fuck you. Like, did yeah. you, like was that really... 
like like I get it. You saw your ex and he had a lot of like smoke for you and you know, threw you against the wall and then didn't look at you, but you don't have to tell a little girl to kill herself. Right. So, you know, Puck is the only one who does the right thing and smacks the shit out of him within his, you know, power. Yeah, he can't do much. Else. He like smacks him on the cheekbone and like hurts his hand. It's like throbbing, and he's Hello, like, fuck. I can't believe you would say that. Don't you understand what she's been through? And then he's like, okay, well, if it was that hard, then why not just die? Why not give up? And she, like, thinks about it for a second, because he's like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. really easy. You could just do it, and you'll probably go to heaven. And yeah. maybe you could go to hell and see your mom and dad. And, like, he's just being very matter-of-fact yeah. about it. He's like... Go ahead, you right. know, and and yeah, I have mixed feelings about this part because the first time I read it, I was you know like any sane person was just like, man, what the fuck, dude? Like she mm-hmm. just went through so much, but like it kind of like shocks her out of her self pity, um, mm-hmm. as well, and. Like, I think, like, because, you know, Puck's like, do you, like, understand what she's been through? And the thing is, like, he does understand, as we will learn later on. Like, he knows exactly what she's going through. And I think this is a really good scene with a lot of parallels and a lot of, like, symbolism in it. (laughs) Um, But they're definitely, like, you know, mirroring each other, and, like, I feel like this is something he would have said to, like, past him, you know? And possibly something he did even say to himself when he was oh, yeah. going through stuff. Right. Um, Fully agree. Yeah, not, not like, entirely related to this, but, like, also, I feel like if someone genuinely does want to die, that's their choice. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you shouldn't goad someone into killing themselves obviously don't do right that. right we're, we're not penis. doing <laughs> the do thing that. where the girl like the girl like texted her boyfriend for like you know x amount yeah. of time and was like yeah. here's how you can kill yourself we're not yeah that's not no it's saying, not like but... that it's but if someone's <laughs> yeah. like i can't go on i need to do this like i think as much as like it hurts to not do anything sometimes like you need to respect that that's what they want to do with their life and their body. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really hard, but I think, you know, like, kind of in a way, he was almost respecting her wishes more than Puck was <laughs> in that moment. Um, Sorry, and, I'm not you know, trying to laugh. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. I mean, context. no, yeah, it's... <laughs> You could say that, arguably, but, like, he's he's still being an asshole. He's goading her, and there's a... I feel like there's a reason for that, but we'll talk about that in, yeah. like, a couple of pages. Um, but, no, the first time I read this, I, like, had to, like, put my phone down, and I was just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> why, why did you do that? I think I've read this section, like, four times now, because... I liked it so much. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's a lot. And, like, she actually, like, considers killing herself for a moment. But then, like, 
the edge, like, she's on the edge of, like, the floor that's broken, and it starts to break out from under her. Um, and obviously that snaps her out of it entirely, and she drops the knife. And then we get what I think is one of the most symbolic scenes that we've had in this entire, like, story so far. And I'll explain why. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, she's falling, and Guts, like, looks like he's not gonna do anything at first, but then he holds out his sword, and she grabs onto the edge of it, and so he's holding her up, and, like, making an effort to save her, but it's cutting into her hands, and, like, she's bleeding all over herself and stuff, and is getting hurt. And the reason that I think this is very symbolic is it's an example of how they both have to struggle constantly. And it's an example of, like, how she has to, in this moment, choose to fight to live and how he hurts everyone that he helps, even if he is trying to help them, right. in a sense. And I just think it's really good. <laughs> um and I don't know if Mira intended all that or he was just like, oh, I'm going to have her like grab the edge of the blade and it's going to look cool and she's going to bleed on her arms. But like, that's how I feel it can be interpreted. No, I, th I think that, that that's exactly what I got out of it, too. I mean, especially because the whole him talking to himself thing. I mean, it's just another thing where it's like guts not, you know, talking all the shit that he talks about that he's about, right? I mean, yeah. or doing all the shit he talks about because, you know, when he's talking to her, like you said, he's talking to himself, kind of like the past himself, which we'll get into in Golden Age. But yeah, <laughs> he just got confronted with his own mortality, right? Like he almost got dragged down to hell. He saw his rival again and couldn't literally could not do anything about it. And, you know, I feel like his thing is like, well, you got it better than me. So you'll probably be better than me if you're dead. Right. Which isn't what he says explicitly. Mm -hmm. He's like, kid, this shit sucks. If you want it out, yeah. you should get out, like, right now. Which is dark as fuck, but I, I hate it because, like, there's the panel where he's like, it's your life, do what you want. And I feel like that's where we kind of get that he's, like, very genuine. Like, he's like, dude, this shit sucks. Which, yeah. once again, is not, like, admirable or, like, you know, <laughs> the hero thing. No. But, you know, considering what we've seen from him, I definitely think that that's yeah, he's kind of like, hey, kid, listen, if you want to do it, it can't be worse than any of the shit you just saw. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, listen, um, go ahead. But but then right afterwards, he saves her with his sword. Right. And right. It's it's so messed up because after you mentioned that he's hurting her, you can tell he's kind of like struggling to figure out what to do. Right. Because. Well, first of all, we're seeing the story of Sharp, which. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> I didn't think it was really that Selectively sharp at all. Selectively sharp, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Mira. Yeah, it's sharp when it wants to be. Otherwise, it's just bashing through people's uh, uh Schrodinger sword. But yeah, I, I really like yeah. this part. Because, yeah, Schrodinger's <laughs> sword. Because afterwards, like, after, you know, he swings her back on there and, you know, she's fine because he, like, tosses her back onto the platform, right, that they're standing on. And you can tell he kind of drops the tough guy shit he was doing a second ago, where he's like, it's your life, do what you want with it. Like, kill yourself if you want to. Like, do whatever. Like, being the woke king that we know him mm -hmm. to be. Your body, your choice. <laughs> yes. um, he I'm gonna is kind of like... <laughs> 
feminist icon guts, he will tell you to kill yourself. <laughs> he he's kind of <laughs> he he's kind of like looking at his own hands and he's like shaking, right? Yeah. And I I feel like after, even after everything else that happened, it was like this is like the camel that broke the straw's back kind of moment. And as that's straw happening, that broke the camel's you know, back, or. Yeah, the straw that broke the, the camel's back. All the cliches you're yeah. going to get in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I liked your version better. Teresa kind of turns around and is like... <laughs> the camel that broke the straw's back. Yeah. Uh, Teresa is, is very upset. And yeah. She's like, hey, listen, this shit was your fault. This is all because of you. Which, you know, it, it's so funny because we'll see it in the last panel. But he kind of goes back to his tough guy thing, Guts. He's like... Hey, look, from those eyes, it looks like you don't plan to die anytime soon. That's fine by me. He, like, you know, pulls his cape off of the <laughs> off of the priest. He uses bait earlier. Oh, um, God, I didn't even realize that. Together. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, he, like, puts he like puts his foot on his face to, like, rip it from... Because he's under a column, right? And yeah, so, like, oh, my God. He has I... to, like, use his, his head as leverage. <laughs> I did not even And he grabs the behalo, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he makes... Which... Funny enough, by the way, um, whenever they left the void, this is just a small detail. I thought that this was funny, but basically anything that wasn't coming with them got spit back out. So, like, Guts's sword and the Behalet got spit out um, separately. So that's just another thing. The Behalet doesn't go away after you use it, which I thought was interesting. Because yeah, I definitely thought it would just go with them or something. Right. It's, it doesn't, like, hatch or anything, really. It's just, like, a weird entity that can't be killed yeah. unfortunately i don't i think they talk about it in golden age but i don't think it can be broken um okay. i think it's just like one of those things i may be wrong and there may be a super fan listening to this and if you are i'm so sorry <laughs> but also um yeah, just shoot us an email it's fine it's in the description <laughs> let us let us know if you uh know otherwise and i will be happy to eat crow and correct myself but um right but yeah, Teresa, as he's walking away, she's like, I'm going to fucking kill you someday. Mm-hmm. And Puck's You're the like, devil. Puck's like, oh my god, why did you say Teresa. that? Teresa. He then... literally makes the shocked Pokemon face. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, shocked Pikachu. <laughs> shocked Pikachu. He's like, what? Ah. And Guts is like, okay, I'm ready when you are. And then he like leaves. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Um, he's crying. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He managed to like he managed to make his little tough guy face as he got up for the last time, right? Like, and it's not even like a tough guy face. It's kind of like no. him just like just like blank faced, right? And he's like, "Yeah, that's cool. You can kill me, whatever." And this is just more of Guts's like self hatred stuff coming out because I feel like from the outside looking in, it's like him being cocky or like. Oh, yeah, come kill me. You'll do it. Whatever. Yeah, like, come after me when you're ready, kid. But in the back of his head, he's like, man, this shit. This fucking sucks. <laughs> he's like, I just helped yeah, this little girl. If, if anything, I made her life worse. Like, it, like and, it, and it sucks because he really was, like, trying. In his head, he's doing, like, a mission that he is hell-bent on doing. And it's, like, a, a quote-unquote good thing to him, right? But even right. when he is trying to, like help people it hurts them like he just stopped her her father from killing 
thousands of other people stopped him from sacrificing her technically he did and you know still he ended up leaving her without a home without a family with a grudge Mm -hmm. with trauma and shit right and it's just like one last time you can tell he can't take it and he's crying like wiping the tears from his face and trying to walk out of here with his broken ass legs and yeah and puck's like it's just a good moment because it was (laughs) <laughs> no continue yeah Puck flies right he's like are you crying oh and then he like whooshes his cape over his face as he leaves he's like don't fucking look at me don't look at me it's <laughs> like uh yeah. it's it's very good and i wanted to say about like the last part where he's like cocky about it and stuff and like encouraging it i honestly think that whole part and like him being like I like I guess you've decided to live and stuff or like you don't plan on dying Mm -hmm. anytime soon I think he gave her like the motivation to live the only way he knows how to which isn't through a pep talk it's through spite and making you angry that's how he survives and so you know it's kind of continuing that trauma cycle in a way but it's also like he literally doesn't know any other way to help her like that is the only way it's he all can he communicate with her. And and we will definitely see that in Golden Age, because one of his first, well, his his only father figure, really, uh, Guts, oh, yeah. that's kind of how Jesus. he raised him, was, yeah. you know, um, we'll talk about Gambino later, but yeah. his whole thing was survival, you know? Like, when they first picked him up, he was beating the shit out of him with swords, and was, you know, not treating him like a child, but was treating him like a grown-ass man. So, this is kind of Guts's version of being like, well, this is how people treated me, and was like, sure, come after me if you can. Like, whatever. Like, it, it's fine. Like, if you're strong enough, you'll make it. Because that's how, like I said, once we get in the Golden Ages, right after this chapter and next episode, that's how he had to do everything, right? And yeah. for better or worse, that's the only way he knows how to do that shit. Right. So it, it's still good to get that emotion from him at the end of like, ah, God damn it! like, I did it again. It's kind of like, the face he's yeah. making because you know we we've seen before you know whether it was the girl that got killed and then killed that you know was killed and then killed her father from the caravan or you know just anything that's happened before that guts keeps alluding to but won't be specific about it's just like right. you know this is another thing that happened and we get to see him actually deal with it rather than just you know going oh well you weak loser haha i'm guts i'm better than you and then just moving on so, yeah, yeah, I really like this section. Yeah, it's it's a really good section, and this is what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago. I think when I was talking about how I really, really like Teresa and like her arc a lot because I think it like gives her a lot of agency in a way that we haven't really seen Mira give women agency or girls agency so far, and like mm-hmm. she, you know, like. It is still kind of centered around guts, but like it, she has to make it her own in the end. You know, she has to decide yeah. she wants to live for herself to do something that she wants to do and has to decide if that's worth it to her or not. And like, I just think that like going from like who we met at the beginning, which was this very like afraid girl who, um, kind of like, was numb to a lot of things because she had been stuck in a room forever 
And then she finally gets out and all that shit happened to her. And now she's, like, full of passion in a way she's never been yes. passionate before. And, like, I think that's... A, I think it's a really good arc. And I think, like, she's... I don't I don't know if we ever see her again. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, but, I, not, I didn't know or not. Yeah, I was about to uh, ask that if she ever comes back up again. Yeah, I have no idea. But, like, I really like her story, even though she's been through so much shit, you know? But, like, she's still, like, you know, like, the whole thing was, like, she's a kid, she had to grow up real fast in the span of, like, an hour, you know? And, like, had to deal with all this stuff and decide whether she wanted to live or not. And she just, like, grabbed it, like, with her teeth and is holding on to it Mm. now. And I'm, like... That's really good. It's really good it's, that you're allowing like her to be angry and upset and kind of ugly yes. about it to the point where even Puck's like, "Oh Jesus," you know. But like, I think it's I think it's very good. Yeah, it's it's almost like an abbreviated version of Guts's like origin story, right? Yeah. Like, it not quite like you know beat by beat, but just the the like you know trajectory of it of you know she went from. Quite, really kind of unknown i mean it's kind of like the symbol the symbolization with you know the crack castle being destroyed and the sky being open and everything mm-hmm. but she was kind of sheltered and exposed to all of this terrible shit <laughs> yeah. that was kind of going on around her and meanwhile you know we'll see guts's introduction was literally three seconds after he was born so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, There's... yeah. um there's Teresa's a lot. Arc is great, and I, and I think, great. yeah, it, and I feel like it reinforces even more that this is like definitely something you're supposed to read before Golden Age. Yes, because it kind of sets up, like, why the hell would he feel like this? Like, why would his feelings toward this girl suddenly cause him to cry, even though he saw one a man that he watched die that he could have saved from execution. And several other people die within the past few days, right? And it's like, right. that that hits a little better when you do get this backstory out of it before right. you do, you know, get into Guts's day one. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, no. But that that is the end of chapter eight. That is so the far. end but, um, by of the, the way, heretic just for anybody along. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. A lot happened, but it's also, it's not as long of a chapter as some of the other ones were because there's not, like... Like, I feel like the things that happen are a lot broader and kind of easier to talk about in a way, because there's not a lot of tiny details. It's, like, these very, like, I'd say, like, three very big things happen in it. And then um, it's just kind of, like, focusing on each one of those things. So it's definitely, I think we've only been recording, like, an hour and 40 minutes or something, too. So we're doing pretty good compared to our usual. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I really love the ending to this. Um, and when I was reading it, like, as we were going through, I was like, man, like, I don't know if I'm, like, ready <laughs> for everything. Just yeah. because, like, it's rough. Um, but then, like, getting to this and, like, having those very, like, human moments and very good parallels and, like, a lot of really yeah. good, like, imagery in it, like... I'm like, okay, I I understand why people like this so much. And, like, I think 
Right. That's, uh, as Shaval said, I think that's another reason why you should read this before you read Golden Age. But we start Golden Age 2, I'm probably going <laughs> to shame people into listening to this or reading the other part yes. first in case they try to skip yeah. because you shouldn't skip it. That. It's really good. Don't do it. It's it good. adds a lot it's... to it. And like, let alone the story stuff, like you get to see the art progress, like the art at the end of this, like I'm just kind of scrolling through the art at the very end of this chapter compared to like the very first chapter we're shown is like ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And you don't get as much of that progress with golden age, especially because golden age after that first introductory chat, like introductory section, like the chapters get shorter, right? Because yeah. it was on a more weekly basis or like monthly basis or something. So like the work is a lot tighter, but you don't see that progress happen as quickly. Right. So right. I don't know. I feel like it's just way worth it to not jump directly to golden age, but um I don't know, because we, we got and we got a few different important things out of this. We, we actually got introduced to Griffith and what he actually looks like. We understand that, you know, the Behalet is a key, but it doesn't go away. We understand how the mark works, all that stuff like that, right? And we got to see Hell, which is cool. Um, yes. And really fucking scary. And if I'm being honest, this is, like, the best art we've seen so far, just chapter-wise. Because we get everything from, you know the dark souls like castles to these weird hellscapes and stuff. And I mean, the more I read this, the more I realize like, I really do just love the art a lot, but the character development and a lot of the ways that he, a lot of the ways that he kind of plays with how this stuff works is just interesting because he could have taken the edgy route. And then when he hands the girl, the knife, she kills herself. Right. Which that would have ruined it for me. I would have been like, that's nasty. Mm -hmm. Why would I ever root for this guy? Right. But when you think about what his intentions are, like, not so, like, once again, we don't, I don't support what he did, but like, when you think about like how it's built up to see who the character is, how his bootstraps shitty mentality came to be, and what his kind of point was, it mm-hmm. works a lot better, you know? Right. And yeah, yeah, really, really digging the heretic arc and also dreading um, <laughs> getting deep into the golden uh. age. Um, there, there, and you guys will see there, there was this very specific reason we did not, um, start the golden age, uh, today and our content warnings for the next episode will tell you, um, there will be a lot, um, but we're, yeah, we will never put you guys in a situation where there's something that's completely unexpected. If it's like a really heavy content material, we will not do that to you guys. Yeah. That would be really like... (laughs) Uh, hypocritical of us, first of all, but also, yeah, I hate when that happens to me. When people are like, oh yeah, this, like, work is really good, and you should, like, read it, and I read it, and then there's, like, oh god, uh, what? There was something I had, was doing recently. Oh no, a good example, okay, like, I really love my Mob Psycho 100, but in the first, like, three mm. episodes, there's a lot of transmisogyny. And, like, Right. No one talks about that ever. And, like, the first season has, like, a couple of instances of it with, like, quote-unquote cross-dressing and stuff. And, like, there's a character who's, like, uh, like a man who looks like a woman or whatever, you know, like, it's that oh, great. kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, no one ever talks about that. And so some people get into it and they're like, wow. Huh. What the fuck and was that, that about? Yeah, Yeah. and that honestly made me stop watching it for, like, 
God, I want to say like a year and a half. And then I finally was like, okay, let's just skip those episodes and watch the rest. And it's very good. But you also have to keep yeah. in mind it's like made by the same guy who in like One Punch Man, um, his his canonically gay character is like in prison and it's implied yes. that he rapes people and shit like that. So Yeah. Or um, um yeah. What, what's another fucked up character that they do that with? Like uh Oh yeah, the clown dude from Hunter Hunter who was almost uh, like a great character. The and pedophile. then he's like a pedophile. Yeah. So yeah, like I hated it. Oh my god, when I was watching that because I, I finished Hunter Hunter at some point. Mm-hmm. And I just still remember when I got to that part, and I was like 18 or 19 watching it, and I was like, why did nobody talk? <laughs> like, I was watching yeah. it, and then it got to his weird pedophilia stuff, and I was like, literally nobody mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is this not ever a topic of discussion? Which is the reason we have this podcast, right? Like, there are yes. things that, like, I feel like people are, like, kind of pass over stuff in media, because they're like, oh, well, it's just this one thing, or it's like, that doesn't directly affect me. And it's like, well, that shouldn't be the point, right? Like, we should right. be calling out when things are used as odd plot points or characters are, you know, stereotyped and weird for yes. literally unnecessary reasons. So that's the thing. It's not necessary to his character, like, as far as the pedophile thing, because he has way cooler backstory stuff. And then that's, like, his one weird thing. And then it's like, why is that there, though? Like, yeah, why, why did, did you, you ruin this that? that there was no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I remember... Literally, no reason. <laughs> in college, because I think I was friends with you when you were watching it, because you yeah. turned 18 our freshman year, right? Yeah, I turned 18 our freshman year. I started watching it, like, right before I left Commerce, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I think I was over and you were talking about it or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. I remember before that, even, like, I saw people talking about Hisoka, and I was like... Oh, cool. He's so clown, cool. That's his name. Yeah. Like, androgynous clown man. Um, I'm gay. I he like this ass. content. Yeah. yeah, you know? And then, like, I found out that he's a fucking pedophile. And I was like, man, what the f-? <laughs> You know? Like, you make, like, yeah. a character that's very gay-coded, like, a pedophile. Don't... Yes. Oh. That, that's, and that's the problem. <laughs> like, just make him gay. That would have been cool. Like, yeah, that would have been, been nice. But... Just make him gay. But, like, the thing to me, too, is, like, people uh, are really gross about Hisoka because they either ignore it straight up or, like, they make jokes about his pedophilia. And I've seen that several times now and had to, like, block accounts because it's not funny. <laughs> like, you're not being funny when you do that. But... I've seen it several different times now, and I feel like it's, like, happening more again as, like, people are... Because I feel like there's, like, a new wave of anime people that comes in, like, every season or so, yeah. and then, like, Hunter yeah. X Hunter comes back into fashion every now and then because it's, like, you know, it's one of the greats. It's a really... Uh, it's... It's a really well-done anime it, for the most part. It's on the cusp of greatness. It's so yeah. close. It's so close. <laughs> so many problems that keep it there, that keep uh, it in there. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, like, so how... Close. No one talks about how, like, like <laughs> Sailor Moon, the age gap is really weird in it. Um, oh, it's weird as fuck. And then um, in Cardcaptor Sakura, her dad, like, was her mom's, like, high school teacher 
or something, oh, and then they got okay. married, um, and that's weird. And then also, uh, the girl who was like in love with her is her cousin, um, and that's weird. And okay. <laughs> there's 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 God magical girl anime um, has a lot, a lot of problems, and like you know like I love Madoka a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's always fun looking back at stuff <laughs> like that and being like, well, they almost got that right, and that actually was a little terrible. Yeah, it was and, not what I, I wanted. I well, it was know. like, I was watching Orin High School Host Club with Sasha again, and there were so many bits where I was like, oh, that's dated. Ooh, ooh. ooh and yeah. then, like, I saw, show, man. I saw a post... Um, before the one that I retweeted recently, um, this was like, oh yeah, several months ago, where people were like, "Yeah, there's like a whole like Nazi scene in it," and I was like, "Man, what?" And then I like thought back, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, it's easy to remember. There yeah, is. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's there's so much Nazi shit in in anime and yes. like. Like, like, okay, there's, like, the easy ones, right? Like, it's if you think hard enough about, like, Red Ribbon Army from Dragon Ball, right? Like, yeah. That's the fucking Nazis. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's so weird. It's so weird how much of it is there. Well, it's not weird if you look at it, you know, mm-hmm. you can trace it back in the right places, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but I saw that thread you reposted the other day about all the Nazi stuff and anime. Yeah, it's it's really good. I need to go through some of the resources that they link still because like there was some stuff that didn't even click with me when I was like watching those anime or like when I saw people talking about it and they were like, This is Nazi symbolism and I was like, Oh shit, it definitely is. That's fucking crazy, you know? And like right. <laughs> I had forgotten how big it was. In, like, the cosplay and, like, visual K communities and stuff. Like, especially, like, early 2000s. And, um, you know, like, a lot of that stuff, like, I didn't listen to a lot of it at the time. But a lot of that stuff was kind of formative for me style-wise. Not the Nazi aspects necessarily, but, like, you know, that kind of, like, alt-fashion subculture stuff. Um, and you just have to be really intentional whenever you watch anything, I think. And yeah. like we were talking about earlier, there's always going to be bits of propaganda and things. Like, people think I overreact about Attack on Titan all the time, but, like, its writer is literally an imperialist. Like, Yeah, he named several characters after, like, what, like, Nazi, like, generals or, like, military yeah. and shit? Like, it's, like... I. I remember being turned off of Attack on Titan when I had learned that, like, a long time ago. Yeah, no, that. forever like, ago. Oh, well, yeah, and I was like, well, I'm not really into, like, it was kind of funny because I was trailing off of it anyway because I was like, this is boring. And then Well, people made you watch like, the beginning oh, of it, like, six though. times. Jesus fucking Christ, that was, that was basically goddamn waterboarding. The beginning of that anime <laughs> is the slowest burning goddamn thing in the world, and... Nobody can argue with me otherwise, because I have never seen an anime take 18 fucking episodes to finish the first arc and to get started. And I've watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure every single part. <laughs> so yeah. That's another thing with Nazi Which also has Nazi shit in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Another um, Nazi thing in it. Um, yeah, there's... I'm, I'm looking through this thread again, and, like, that's the thing. There are, like, voice actors who are Nazis. Yeah. They're, like, there's a lot of Nazi cosplay stuff that happens. Yeah. And, like, I hate it because there are also the dumb comments of people being, like, oh, well, this Japanese people, as if people don't cosplay Nazis in America and, you know, other yeah. fucking countries and shit. And but, the thing... Yeah, but, sorry, continue. You know. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. That was, that was the end of what I was saying. Okay. No, the thing I just think is, like... Like, I think with Japan, like, people forget a lot of the time that is, is like, in their history, you know? Like, it, they were yes. a part of, like, the Axis powers at one point, and there was a lot that happened, and there are still people who hold to those values, and I think that people like to forget that a lot. It's kind of like how people, mm-hmm. like, forget that there's, like, Italian fascists as well. Um, but, like, it's just... It's very interesting to me what people, like, pick and choose. And this is something that, like, I have had to kind of come to terms with as someone who is both Japanese and Italian. Um, Like, there are parts of, like, you know, my heritage and history that, like, are not good. And there are things that people are not proud of. But I also lived in Germany for a while, and, like, there, I saw how, like diligent a lot of people are about like pushing back about that and making sure like it doesn't happen again if possible and like being so firm about it and seeing people and listening to like my elders there who like talked about being on the other side of the berlin wall and escaping or like the guy who lived above us who wouldn't accept like christmas cookies or anything because he thought they might be poisoned and like yeah just like things like that you know like it still has effects to this day, and I think people... It's it's far enough removed in a way that people are like, oh, well, like, it doesn't, like, affect us anymore. But it does. It affects, it does, like, yeah. everything, every day. And I think stuff we've seen in the past couple of years in the States only, like, lends itself to that. And you just have to be really right. intentional about what you're consuming and why. Like, I... One of my first animes was Axis Powers Hetalia. Like, I'm not... yeah proud of that oh yeah a lot a lot of people at all that That was that was a show that was very popular that's not yeah (laughs) and in my head i was like oh it's just like the countries or whatever you know like whatever excuse that everyone who watches that show makes but like it didn't shockingly it didn't like click for me until like several years later and i've talked about this with my girlfriend a lot about how like when you are like nose deep and like internet culture stuff and everyone else around you is doing things you are you kind of make concessions and you maybe you have like a bad feeling about it but you're like well these people i really respect are into it it." you know like these artists who i admire are into it these people who i look up to are into it and they don't see a problem with it and like yeah that's why it happens with so many things it does and that's part of the reason i'm so vocal about like uh adults <laughs> drawing fucking high schoolers from anime and stuff like don't do it don't I, do that. like yeah. unless you are creating like generic or like rated g like fan art for like a convention don't do it i don't think you should do yeah because it. it's not even like oh don't make fan art or don't ever watch no. this stuff it's like no. people always do shit like um very specific example draw Spider-Man fucking Deadpool and get fired for the jobs. Uh, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very, 
it's it's one of those things where it's easy to do, but then you know, like, you know, the argument to this would be like, well, these anime already got popular even with all the Nazi imagery. Well, that's the thing. If there are people like, you know, like actively like looking for these things, I mean, like, ah, we don't like that. We shouldn't let that get as big. We we won't get stuff like that as much, right? We won't get right. as much stuff that's like straight up Nazi like based stuff. And all of us are reading it like, what? That's crazy. And then five years later, Americans are like, wait, what do you mean Attack on Titan's racist? Like, it's uh, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, it, it's about like paying attention to the media you consume. And then if you do find a problem with it, like call it out. And I know it's harder for teenagers and people in their early, early 20s on the internet, right? Because it's easy. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I would hate to say that when I was 21, I was impressionable. But guess what? I was fucking super impressionable. Oh, yeah. Stuff I saw on the internet. And... You know, people like that like to lie to themselves and act like that goes away after they turn like eighteen or nineteen or something. Right. But, you know, it's it's really like just important to see that stuff, and then if you like see that, oh, this entire group of people is not talking about this, you should you should bring it up, you know, or like at least recognize that maybe I don't want to consume this, or if this does bother me mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because I feel like it's so much easier to just you know dive into something say oh that small thing was problematic and then not you know yeah not really look look afterwards because it's so much easier to just say well i have friends from this thing so what do you want me to do about it (laughs) yeah and like i in the past have definitely done that kind of thing myself you know i'm like well this is my friend and like i am uncomfortable with this about them but like they're my friend and then having to yeah. come to terms with the fact that, like, it doesn't matter if they're your friend. They are doing something shitty that is hurting people and, you know, is harmful and is, like, creating a bad culture online. And, like, I think there's a lot of talk right now about, like, yeah. purity culture I, I hate yeah. I hate talking about this outside yeah, of certain contexts. But there's you know, there's yes. like a big push where it's like, well, like you should be able to ship and draw and do whatever you want and write whatever porn you want and stuff. But like the fact of the matter is there are some things you shouldn't write and there are some things you shouldn't indulge in and that's just basic is what it is, kind of, you know? And right. <laughs> like I think it gets hard when, like, I think we talked about this, like, several episodes ago briefly, if not, ignore this. Um, I don't know if it got cut or not, or it was just (laughs) a conversation we had. But, like, um, talking about, like, around uh, Pride Month when people were like, oh, well, you can't, like, uh, like, wear your leather gear at Pride. And you can't, like, like, (sighs) lesbian floats where they're kissing on a bed that was, like, violating people. And, like, I do yeah, think that stuff does wrap around to Christian purity culture. I think that's a yes. good example of it. I I think that that is spot on, and a lot of people don't want to think about it that hard. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, I'm not but, Christian. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but you drawing underage porn <laughs> is not purity culture calling you out. It's you doing yeah. a shitty <laughs> thing that's illegal <laughs> that you should not be doing. Yeah, yes. That's and you can actually get the fuck nasty. out of here with that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually nasty. We're not talking like, and that's the thing with the purity culture thing. I hate it because it's it's almost as bad as like like you know me. There's one fucking term 
that I wish never got popularized and people keep using it and it's the worst thing to get popularized and over beaten to the ground since me too is the cancel culture thing right yes and people over abuse the term they use it to just make it mean whatever they want it's just this terrible term that i hate even seeing it and i feel like the purity thing is that kind of thing too because you yes. get people who are like you know straight people who are you know i'm gonna refer to people vaguely but people who are too online will know who i'm talking about um you know, like leftist streamers who, you know, are for black and gay people, except for if you're trying to, you know, kiss somebody at Pride or, yeah. you know, I think there was even some fucking like there's always just this weird thing coming out where people are kind of exposing that they don't actually like gay people or, you know, any yeah. brown person. And, you know, it's under this guise of like, I'm un- it makes me uncomfortable. And it does not like I'm going to question why it makes me uncomfortable. It's just, you know. It makes me uncomfortable. So right. it's wrong and you guys can't do it because it makes me uncomfortable. And it, like you said, it's just circling back to, you know, it, it's the Christian Puritanism. But now a lot of people are like, well, I'm not Christian, so you can't say that. And it's like, but look where you grew up. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. We've had this conversation, like, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah, I, we had this conversation off off air, but yeah. Yeah, the this specific part of it, like everyone is affected by um, Christian, uh, American Christianity yeah. specifically. If you live in America, you have been affected yes. by it in some way, and like if, especially if you've lived here over a long period of time, it's probably gotten in your head at some point. I come from a very like fundamentalist evangelical background, and I have had a lot of unlearning and I still am working on it you know like I am not perfect all the time about everything and I still catch myself thinking really shitty things sometimes and then I'm like that's not that's not something I actually value you know and then you have to exactly sit with yourself and it's uncomfortable as hell like I don't like admitting that like my family you know like was doing missions overseas and had kind of a superiority over the people there, like we knew better. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, that's what it was, and that's what it always is, and that's something I had to come to terms with. And that's just right. the way it is, you know. But yeah. it's just, it's just kind of in insane to me how some people get so uncomfortable that they won't even look at themselves for the sake of other people or even for the sake of themselves, you know, like you just, exactly. you can't grow if you are constantly avoiding examining what you do, you know? Right. Right. It's about, you know, I feel like, and that's a lot of what I feel like is, that's why we have a lot of conflict about people just not listening to other people is it's like, Mm -hmm. well, maybe it's not about how you feel right now, you know, like, because, if that's the case, then we're just going to start giving people a pass for being fucking homophobic again. So uh, <laughs> be, I feel like, like we already do. I, it's like, oh, we already do. We we definitely do. We get we let people get away with, you know, saying slurs on TV and it's fine. Like, it's it's like it's just one of those things where it's like. Like, I want to, like, come out and, like, tell people, like, hey, maybe you should, you know not try to, quote unquote, you know, shut down everything that you think isn't. I mean, a lot of people don't want to admit it, but they're going for the quote unquote, like nuclear family values and all that bullshit because like, I don't know what's up with all these adults who don't have children talking about that. We need to care about the children. That is the weirdest thing in the world to me. Um, Not because they don't have children, but it's because like they use children as an example and it's like, but you're not raising one. 
and we're talking about you. So, yeah. so why are we bringing kids are you into the this? Because it, it seems like it. Yeah, like, are you the child? Yeah, a kid doesn't need me to explain what a leather man is. Okay, do you not know? Like, is that what you're afraid of? Like, it, it goes back to the dumb argument of, if I see two men kissing, I'm going to have to explain that to my kid. That sounds like a you problem, bruh. Like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> that's nobody's problem but yours. And it's, a, like, I don't know if it's because a lot of us were inside last year, so it's just over-individualism and stuff. But it's just, like, a lot of, like, trying to force your own insecurities onto other people going on online, I see. And it's just like, okay, well... Ugh, you know, maybe, maybe accept that sometimes it's not all about, you know, what's squeaky clean in your head or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's my rant for the for the year about that. But. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Slash. Slash. Well, guys, that was the end of the, um, I guess you call it the intro to Berserk before we get into the Golden Age. Um, I'm, (laughs) this may be a funny cut because me and Cal talked for like 40 minutes after we finished the actual chapter, but, um, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in next. (laughs) Yes. If you, if you, if you've been listening to this for this many episodes, you couldn't tell by now. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some focus problems here, but (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in. And next week we will be starting golden age and make sure to check. The description for any content warnings or anything that you know you want to look for specifically next week is when we're going to start using the more um timestamps because yes. there hasn't really been a lot of stuff to timestamp so far and there's very specific things to timestamp in the next chapter yeah so um, we want you guys to be able to avoid yeah, that no. if you need to so yeah yeah there'll be a beginning and an end to each section in the in the description so if you want to skip to the end of that part there'll be a section and we also we also probably won't spend too much time on it so you don't miss us actually talking about stuff that happens i don't want to spend that much time on it so um yeah yeah i know but we really appreciate you guys have been sticking with us through this it's been really fun to do this project we're hoping to uh keep going now that you know our schedules are kind of back in order and now the episode should be coming out. Um, if you listen to this already, congratulations! Uh, you somehow got access to it, and we actually put this out at some point. But um, yeah, we're yeah. working on cover <laughs> art, working on more interaction stuff. But yeah, if you guys want ever want to talk to us, um, I, I need to remember what the Twitter is, but I do know for a fact that our email is we're unpacking it at gmail.com. And if you would also like to hit us up on Twitter, our Twitter is at let's underscore unpack underscore it. So yeah, um, hit us up. Tell us what your favorite uh, trauma moment from Berserk (laughs) is. Or let us know, let us know if we got something wrong, if there's something you did want to touch on that we didn't talk about in the chapter. But but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate y'all for coming by. All right. See y'all. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Game Game over. over!